Welcome into the November 3rd episode of the Locked On Lease podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. A stellar performance from the Buds tonight as they stopped their skit at four games with a win over the Philadelphia Flyers. John Tavares, the captain, turned back the clock and showed why he deserves to have the C on his chest. We'll break down the game and give our three stars from the contest. All that more coming up on today's edition of Locked On Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me is my co-host, Dave Morsuti from Sportsnet, also writer for the NHLPA. Locked On Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free. Wherever you get your podcast from, you can also now catch us up on video format on YouTube to search up Locked On Leafs. Hit subscribe and get daily coverage of your favorite Toronto hockey club each and every day, Monday through Friday. And uh, today is finally a celebration, a happy podcast. We don't get to, we don't have to be mad at this team today, Dave, because they finally went out, had a convincing staple victory against the Philadelphia Flyers. 5-2 was the final. John Tavares with a hat trick. He had a goal from the bottom six. He had the power play going. He had the penalty kill doing some decent stuff. Austin Matthews scored a goal. Samsonov got back on a winning side. And the waters are a little calmer now in Leafs Nation. Wouldn't you agree? They have been, man, yeah, they have been, you hear that? You hear that? Oh, no complaints. Oh, I, yes. So I didn't hear that actually. Yeah. It's, it sounds, it's, it's, it's quite nice. It's quite nice. I, I do enjoy this. Yeah. I mean, there's still going to be some people out there. Like I did hear that there were the boo birds, but that one shift that Justin Hall had tonight and, you know, a couple oh, of giveaways yeah. just completely fell on his skates and, Whatever, we're not going to talk about that outside of this 10 seconds. But outside of that one shift, I would say, from Justin Hall, a pretty complete 60-minute performance up and down the lineup, I would say, which first time all year, I think we could say that. Yeah, like, if we're, I'm going to just throw this out there. If we're going to nitpick, of course, getting scored on first. Well, not, yes. not ideal. <laughs> but after that, it was pretty much... I mean, even before the goal, though, like Toronto was carrying play. They just happened to get scored on first, right? And I, I, look, when they got scored on, I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. But then they came back, scored on the power play, and then John Tavares comes in, and he scores also to to kind of take the 2-1 lead, which thank goodness, because I had the Maple Leafs winning the first period as a little wager that I made tonight. And I was like, oh, when, when Philly scored their first goal. But then out comes Austin Matthews. Boom, ties it up a couple minutes later. Leafs take the lead. They hold on. They win the first period. That cashed. Cha-ching. Um, but, I, I mean, John Tavares. Why don't we just chat about John Tavares? Because he deserves it, right? Let's not bury the lead here. That man showed his leadership on the ice tonight, right? Like, I, 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 I'm going to call myself out here, self out here. Um, 
you know, I've been hard on the guy saying, you know, he's the captain. He's got to do more. You know, it doesn't seem like he uh, is the the leader of that team. It, I didn't appreciate sometimes it seemed like Morgan Riley was more of a, a, a vocal leader, it would seem. But then Tavares does stuff like he did tonight, put the team on his back, let's go, and showed that on-ice leadership, you know? And, and and that's the stuff that I really appreciated from him, right? Like, he took that penalty. They're up 3-1. He takes the penalty. They score 3-2. He says, my bad, boys. They cut the lead. They took a little bit of momentum away. I don't think so. I'm about to go beast mode, make Travis Sanheim my you-know-what, and then put us back up by two goals. That, that goal, like, that goal was just amazing. I had uh, – I was watching with a buddy of mine, Brandon Cameron, who's a friend of the show. He's been on a, a few times here. We were watching it together. We both let out a legitimate, like, holy crap, stood up. Like, that was probably one of the nicest goals that we've seen from John Tavares since donning a Maple Leaf sweater and uh, went on to finish off the hat trick. Like, his night start to finish was just – Chef's kiss, chef's kiss from uh, from old JT, the captain, if you will. Yeah, I had the band over here tonight, and we were like taking breaks, watching the game, and like that Tavares goal happened, and like the guy, one of my bandmates, is just, like, "This guy being serious right now? Like, what's going on with the Leafs right now? Like, yeah, complete one eighty, really, what it was, but like that could not have been the more trademark type of JT performance that we have been." Like, this is why they signed him to an $11 million contract. Yeah. This is what he, this is what he's supposed, this is what he's good at. First, making defenders look silly, <laughs> being a beast down low. Like, and once he's got the puck down low, good luck trying to get it from him. Well, even the, the assist on the opening goal, right? On the power play, he's got the puck down low, and he's just so smart, gets the puck out in front for Matthews. Boom, Bob's your uncle. Leafs tie the game up. Like, he's just... He had a terrific game tonight. Four-point effort for the captain, including the the old hat trick. Yeah, and uh, the hat trick goal. <laughs> I feel bad for Stanstrom on that. Like, oh yeah, I know. This, like losing the skate blade there is like that might be the worst thing to happen for a goaltender. Yeah, um, but I mean, they all count the same way. Yeah, we'll take it. Nico, we'll take it. JT will definitely take that. You know what's good about about. Um, the first two goals, I guess, in particular, is that Tavares had yet to score a goal at five on five this year. All four of the goals that he had scored coming into the game were all in the power play. And, you know, we've spoken a lot of, about why it's important to score goals at five on five. Like, yeah, it's nice that you're scoring on the power play, but the game is played mostly at five on five. So that's where you want to be most productive. And to this point in the year, that line hadn't really been all that productive. Um, so it was a bit of a false a bit of a fallacy that, you know, John Tavares has been you know outstanding and great to start the year. Yeah, he has, but at five on five, the production wasn't actually there, but tonight it, it, it came two of the three goals scored at five on five and the two goals that were scored. Like he did a lot of work, like the board play on that first goal to keep that play alive, to dig pucks. He must've dug pucks and hounded those things like three times to, to, to keep playing, keep possession. And then eventually he he's able to get into a favorable spot where he could score and take the lead late in the first period. And then obviously we just spoke about the second goal again, him doing work, going down the boards, making a nice move cuts across the middle and he tucks it in. It's not that he tucked it in. Actually, he stuck with the play and actually scored off the rebound by lifting it afterward. Um, so it, it just all around 
maybe the most staple performance that John Tavares has had as a Maple Leaf so far through uh, the four years that he's been here. I think I I can say that tonight was a, a staple night for Tavares as a Maple Leaf. Yeah, I definitely think easy to say it was his best game. I've seen him play too, in a, at least in a really long time. Like I'm going back to like his first season. Yeah, the four, like 47 goal year, yeah. Yeah, like I don't think I've seen a performance like that from him. Just and that's what and as you said, like this is why they put made him the captain too, right? You know, not the most vocal guy. It's not not really what he was meant to be, but it's it's his accountability on the ice. And it was also just his also his drive and you know, both ends of the ice taking care of business. Yeah, it's not always a perfect effort and perfect game, but He's doing. He's doing exactly what this team needs him to do. So, uh, good on him. Just gotta gotta now sustain this a little bit. Got to keep it going because they got to go on a run here, right? They gotta they gotta get back. Like this is the type of game that the Leafs need to establish. And it's almost like we haven't seen this for so long from this team. But it's also like this is what they are capable of. Yeah, they can do it exactly. And we've been saying that for the last two weeks. Like, that's what's so frustrating. It's not that this team sucks. They were just playing bad. And it made no sense why they were playing so poorly. And the effort wasn't there. The effort was there tonight against a tough team, right? The Philadelphia Flyers. They're not the most skilled team. By tough, I literally mean tough. Like, that's a, a physical team out there. And, like, they got physical tonight, especially towards the end. I mean, uh, Mark Giordano, how, how, he way to come in and fight for your boy there. Michael Bunting a little bit, too. Like, I mean, we we had a little bit of everything in this game tonight. Like, it was extremely entertaining. It was a good one. And it was a response that, quite frankly, we needed to see. We needed to see a convincing win against a, a, a team that was not considered a playoff squad. I know they're off to a pretty good start. You get their underlying numbers. They have not played up to what their record would suggest they are. And Toronto kind of exposed a lot of that because they're not a they are a flawed team defensively, and they were going up against a, a team that was on night two of a back to back with the backup goaltender in net. The Leafs had to come out and dominate this game just based on those factors alone. They've been sitting there waiting for a couple of days as they come to town, just waiting and ready to pounce after coming off a terrible road trip. So it kind of set up nicely for the Maple Leafs to go out there and put on a performance like this. But talk is cheap, and so far they haven't shown us much action. They finally, you know, walked the walk tonight. I think I would I, – I, I think that's great. Finally saw momentum from shift to shift, which carried from period to period. Now we got to hope a couple tough games coming up. Tough stretch coming up, actually. Tough couple weeks. But coming up this weekend, you got Boston and Carolina. Shift to shift, period to period. Now can you bring it game game that's what i think we're hoping for come saturday yeah like and it's and these are very like when you have the bruins and the hurricanes who are two teams that you don't want to lose to just because then it kind of shows that are the leafs in that you want to show that you're in that what's the word i'm looking for you are that caliber of team that can go out and beat the Bruins and beat the Hurricanes. Look, I'm not looking for them to dominate and blow them out, but you want to see that they're on the same class. That's the word I was looking for. Like they're in the same class as these teams. And, and tonight's game showed that they are a class above the Philadelphia Flyers. Thankfully, 
<laughs> yes, thankfully is right. All right. As if you're new to the program or you haven't been around uh, for the last couple of days or you've only been around the last few days, when we get wins, we do the three stars. The loss, it's the good, the bad, the ugly. But when we get wins, just something that the Maple Leafs have not done in over a week, um, we do our three stars of the night. That is coming up next. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. You're listening to the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we continue, though, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors, and that's betonline.net. It's your number one source for betting hockey this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, NFL, NBA, MMA, boxing. Heck, they even got some golf for you to bet on. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Uh, we are reacting to a big 5-2 win. The Maple Leafs get it done, snap their four-game skid against the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, let's go through our three stars of the game, David. I think we probably know who the number one star is going to end up being. But let's start off with the third star, as we typically do. Who are you giving it to? Who's getting a little bit of love from uh, Mr. David Morissuti today? Uh, it is going to be my proud Italian compad amico, and that is Mr. Mark Giordano. Yeah, see, uh, taken like like I, I could not have been but to get that replay of him just absolutely going at it with Konechny. Uh, like that's just like son, don't even try it. But then he gets up and beats the piss out of Kevin Hayes. That's the and fun Kevin part. Hayes is no slouch. No, he's a big dude. He's, he's a, a big, big dude. And, and like that's what was so funny about it because you look at that little skirmish, um, and they're just you know connecting. Even connecting, looking at Matthews, it's like that's a clear mismatch right there. Yeah. And he's shoving Matthews, hitting him, talking smack. Matthews gives him a bit of a shove, but then in comes Bunting, sort of. But then here comes old Marky Mark, comes flying in, tackles him right to the ground. A big scrum ends up ensuing. But then he gets up and, and, and ends up actually dropping the mitts with Kevin Hayes, the guy who wasn't even like involved at first until the scrum kind of really got out of hand. But I'm with you, man. That's why I had as my third star, too. You know, like that's a dude. That's what you want to see, right? Stick up for your team. That's, that's one of the kind of check marks that we've been waiting to see this season was sticking up for the guys and, and being a cohesive team. And that's all Uncle Gio, Zio Gio coming through for uh, for the Maple Leafs. I, I thought that was incredible. Showed that little bit of bite um, saying, hey, you're, you're not going to mess mess with our guy, Matthews. You're, you're not. That's not going to happen. We're, we're not going to let that fly no more. And this is this is me proving it to you again. They walked the walk. Got to love it. Yeah, it's like how many times, like even on that road trip, right? That game against San Jose, Ross Matthews has to defend himself against, uh, you know, Svechnikov. Yeah, Svechnikov. Yeah, Yeah. And no one's around to support Ross Matthews. I mean, look, once in a while, you kind of have to fight your own battles. Yeah. I get that. But when it's an unnecessary fight, like Konechny was trying to do, he was trying to goad him. I'll say this though. I'll say this. If there is one time for Austin Matthews to maybe get, you know, get into a scrap, 
up 5-2 in the last couple of minutes of a game against a team, a much worse opponent than you, against a, a much smaller dude than you in Travis Konechny. That might have been one where Austin Matthews could have said, you know what, screw this. I'm not taking no one's crap no more. And he probably could have engaged and came out ahead on the other side. Yeah, and Travis Konechny is not exactly... That's what I mean. Like, like, like... And he's not like there's a size mismatch. Austin Matthews, that that would have been, it would have gone the crowd going too. Like it got, I mean, Jordan got the crowd going too. But how, imagine if Austin Matthews decides, oh. yeah, screw it, I got this. Uh, he's 5'10", 175 pounds compared to Austin Matthews, who's what six four, two fifteen, two twenty. Yeah, around. there's a, a big size mismatch there. So he, he probably could have slapped them around a little bit, but. You're, we're talking about like a group, a, a crowd at home. Like I've been, this is actually, this is the first home game that I didn't go to. Um, but every single game, the only time I have heard MVP chance get sang from the home crowd in Toronto at Scotiabank Arena is when Matthews lays a big hit. Not when he scores a goal or makes a nice play. It's when he lays a big hit. Imagine if he tossed the gloves and started just feeding lefts and rights to, to, uh, to connect me there. Oh, that place would have blew up. Yeah, like it's it's one thing. Like the, this fan base, goals are nice, but they want to see the drive. They want to see the passion. They want to see the full the full shebang. It's the blue They're color. Quite a bit, big penny for two. So you got to deliver a little bit there. But yeah. at the same time, I think Austin Matthews has been given the do not put yourself in a position where you break yes. your hand or <laughs> yeah fall on the true. ice and hurt something like. It can ha- it, if especially if you're not used to fighting, those are when accidents happen. Yeah, that's true. That's very true as well. Um, speaking of Austin Matthews, that that's who my second star of the night is, though. It's AM34 goal and an assist um, on on tonight's in tonight's game. Eight shots on goal, all of which in the slot. So he was getting into those dirty areas. He was finally you know skating around. He was as active as he needed to be in the offensive zone. He created a couple of other chances by having an active stick in the offensive end. You know, that in the first period, knocked the puck down um, and had a really good opportunity off of that on the, on, um, oh, was it on the PK or power play? Anyways, he knocked the puck down and ended up with a good chance there, but kind of sent it high. It was when he was actually uh, evading that hit for Provorov. But still, it's just like those extra chances that he can provide for the group. Um, eventually some of those are going to become goals, right? Three hits he was ended up registering on the night. I thought Austin Matthews had himself uh, quite quite the game. So second star from uh, AM34 got the party started with the game time goal. Yeah, um, yeah, like that. Those are those are the plays you need to make against a team like the Philadelphia Flyers, and you also, know. Matt- Almost had that nice, sweet little behind uh, between the legs one right before the skirmish in the fight, and that that's where you kind of got the sense like, okay, this seems they're finally getting some swagger here. Like they've been very timid recently, and and maybe lack of confidence. You could even say, but when he's trying stuff like that here, it, it kind of makes you think like this team's getting their swagger back. And if that happens, and the confidence is starting to build off a win like this, good luck to the rest of the to the rest of the league because the skill level on this group, when they are playing at their, their highest heights is immense and potentially the best in the league. That's something that went through my mind when I saw Austin try that kind of between the legs, little shot there in the third period. 
yeah that's just like you get to that point in the game where it's like yeah we're just gonna try everything we can yeah like, we're, we're, like it's silly season at that point and like you can do those things when you're up five two in a game you're not gonna do that well he he would try it if they were at any point in the game but like you could see like at a point like that like that team was just they, they looked different and the language was different everything felt different about that game swagger dude they had swagger yeah in that game they really did um and it was showing and it's because i mean they were leading for once and and they were winning and things were going their way they were getting some power play getting some good looks i mean they out shot the 44 yeah 44 25 tonight is what they ended up out shooting the philadelphia flyers um ended up with five power play special teams too is pretty good actually two power play goals uh went five for six on uh on the pk and the one pk goal i mean that was the that was the second goal right that was on the power play was that the pk goal that they allowed the one off the half wall yeah, that's yeah Sam that's the one i did not probably like should have had yeah that, that one he probably should have had so like the one shift at a hall and the second goal you don't love outside of that it was a pretty solid game from everybody, I would say. Uh, but there was one man in particular who obviously stood out above the rest, and that's our first star, and that's the captain, John Tavares. Yeah, I mean, hat trick, four points in this yep. game. Uh, he didn't play that much either, which I found. Yeah. That might have been the most efficient hat trick. I, I thought at first I was reading it wrong. <laughs> So how much, how much, what, what's, what's the total time there? Let me see. I have a bold it up here. It says 12 minutes and 44 seconds, which I don't believe. But then when you see the William Nylander played 14 minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah. I mean, I'm they lying. took, they took six penalties. So when he's not playing, you know, he's not killing penalties. That's going to add some of the minutes up on, on the other side. I, I, that would make some sense here to be honest with you. And at five on five, he didn't play a whole lot either. At five on five, he only played nine minutes and 16 seconds. So then you add a few minutes uh, on the power play. They scored a couple power play goals. So that's going to cut that time in half. Yeah, that makes sense. Just shortly over, over 12 goal, 12 minutes. Boy, was that ever an effective 12 minutes. Holy crap. I actually didn't realize that he only played that, that little either until you just noticed, mentioned that. So I'm glad you did. Yeah. Like, I like. I wonder what. Uh, this is something I should have checked with my uh, it's the stats department. We have a good one at Sportsnet. Um, what's like the fewest like time on ice that a player has like skated and gone a hat trick? I would I think that that wasn't all that close. I'll be completely honest with you. I don't think it's all that close. Like I think there's been like some fourth liners who have just had some really good nights and ended up with hat tricks. And just every time they touched the puck, it went to the back of the net. Like I've seen guys with like nine, 10 minutes of ice time and have that, have them with, with hat tricks. Uh, I think it happens not often, but it's not as uncommon as, as you would think it is. Um, but in a, either way, it's still very, very impressive and efficient night from, from John Tavares. Cause it's not even just the hat tricks. It's how they were all scored. Like the goals were just terrific. The first and second in particular, like I still can't get over the the board play and that the amount of puck battles that he won to keep play alive um, deep in the zone to allow him to get that first goal. And then the second goal, obviously just phew, spectacular, like uh, orgasmic even 
be quite frank with you. It was amazing, the goal that he scored there, and then was able to, to finish it off with the hat trick as well. Um, so yeah, he, he he was he was terrific tonight. He was terrific all night long, both ends of the ice as well. Um, he really really kind of got it done uh, for Toronto. All right, let's take one more quick break. Um, when we get back, there's actually a funny story. We'll we'll leave the city for a moment and head up north to the nation's capital. I don't know if you saw this, but there's a report of a famous Canadian who might be interested in purchasing the Ottawa Senators. The Ottawa Senators. So we will uh, we'll tell you who that is on the other side. Uh, and a couple of things that are going around the league. We haven't kicked it around the league enough, and there's a lot of really good stories. Like we just saw Austin or uh, John Tavares turn the clock back. There's another dude who's turned the clock back this year and some other players who are kind of having some great starts to the season so maybe we'll kick it around the league for uh, for five minutes or so um so we'll do that when we return you listen to locked on these podcasts part of the locked on podcast network Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. We're your hosts here at Locked On Leafs, a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast. If it's your first time hanging and kicking with us, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to give us a shout and give us an opportunity to deliver some entertainment to you. Hopefully you found it valuable because we do put out content each and every day, Monday through Friday, all Leafs, all the time. So uh, if, if this is your first or second time tuning in, Hopefully you've hit the subscribe button and you can get that content directly to you each and every day. And on YouTube, you can hit that little notification bell because it'll notify you whenever we put out new videos every morning. Uh, Dave, so we're gonna head we're gonna head north a little bit to the nation's capital. The Sens uh, report came out yesterday that they are looking to sell the team. Um, Eugene Melnick did pass away uh, last year, and his daughters have been. Uh, well, I guess they had been running it-ish their own way, I suppose, uh, up until now. But apparently they would prefer to sell the club. Well, there's a report now that there is a one very famous Canadian who is interested in purchasing the Ottawa Senators, Dave. It's Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool himself has interest in being a franchise owner in the National Hockey League. What do you make of this, pal? Well, I, I just think it's like, first off, if it does happen, I don't want to have to like somewhat like the Senators more now because I'm a huge, huge Ryan Reynolds fan. Oh, who's not? Who 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 can't? I mean, it, it, it's honestly the this is the best couple. Like if both like Ryan Reynolds and uh, I'm blanking on his wife's name, Blake Lively, they're like the greatest couple of all time. They're the GOAT couple, legitimately. Yeah, they're. I have a big crush on Blake Lively. Is what I'm telling you here, Dave. I, I, I kind of, I kind of imagine. It's a big much for me to imagine that. Okay. Um, Gossip but, Girl, Traveling Pants, all those shows. The Town, another great film with great, Blake, great film. Blake Lively. Anyways, continue on with Ryan Reynolds. Okay, so let me bring us back to Ryan Reynolds because <laughs> Blake Lively, I don't think will have too much of a role in the Ottawa Senators if if that were to ever come to fruition. Now. First off, we know that he will need it. Maybe she could be like the Kim Pagula. You know, you got the Pagulas down in Buffalo. You've got both Terry and Kim very active with it. Don't write off my girl Blake. She could do big things with this organization, all right? So, funny enough, I'm watching this Welcome to Wrexham documentary. Actually, I'm just – I'm on the last episode. I'm finishing this off. 
if you want to get it, Senators fans, anyone that actually, if a Senator fans is actually watching and listening to this podcast, kudos to you. Um, but go and watch this documentary because you, you, when you hear about like celebrities owning a team, you think of it as just like as a publicity thing. And like, yeah, to a degree it is. But if you see how Ryan, Re- how involved Ryan Reynolds is with this Wrexham football club. So just to give you a little background, this is a football club in Wales that him and uh, Rob McElhaney. So by football, you mean soccer, correct? Yes. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I've been watching the stock man and they keep calling it football. It's Rob McElhaney's the, he's from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, so he had this idea. He's a big Eagles fan. He wanted to kind of own his own franchise, and there was this opportunity to buy this soccer club in Wales called uh, Wrexham, which fantastic name. Um, so he needed kind of someone to partner with, and he also needed someone with the pizzazz, right, a little bit of that notoriety to help boost this project. So he went to Ryan Reynolds and said, hey, would you be interested in buying help buying a soccer club? And Brian's just like, I first wasn't sure, and he helped, and then they bought it. Just long story short, like to see their involvement in this team, um, I would tell you, like, it would make you feel a little bit better to see a Ryan Reynolds interested in a project like this. If you're a hockey fan, if you're a Senators fan, yeah, like, they're they're invested, like, this is their money, right? They're invested in it, and they're not invested to the point where they're overreaching like we have seen other no i could see i could very well see him being more like a uh more like a mark cuban-esque owner like he's involved he's involved he's a fan he cares what happens he's willing to put money into it but at the same time like he's he's going to be taking it very seriously right like that's how i would have envisioned ryan reynolds um, and, and the way that he would be a, a, a franchise owner, I suppose. I don't see him being Jerry Jones here where he's going to want to put his fingerprints all over things. I think he's just a fan who thinks it'd be awesome to own a franchise. Like, I, I think that that's where his head's at. I mean, yes, at the end of the day, is it a technically a, a business and is it technically an investment for him? Of course it is especially with the way you see all these <laughs> all these uh, franchise values just continue to skyrocket um but like how much is that gonna cost him like this is like how much did seattle pay for their team 650 million u.s right u.s that's yeah. an expansion team which mm-hmm. uh, uh, but some are saying that 500 million is gonna be low on the low end for the senators that's what i mean like this is like six, seven, eight hundred thousand, it might cost you to go and and buy this team. Is Ryan Reynolds have that much money? He has a net worth. I I looked this up when he when I was watching the documentary. I think his net worth is like in the hundred fifty million. Which, whew. now he's not going to be a sole owner. I think yeah. we can all like he's he'll should do that thing where he'll try and put together a, a group, an entity, and he might be like the figurehead of it. But like, yeah, that was something else. I'm like, man, how much money does this guy have? Where he's even thinking about owning a a, a pro sports franchise? He's got um, a lot of businesses. It's not just the football team. It's not just the movies. He does a lot of different projects. So yeah, he's got he's got he's done very well for himself. But yeah, no, he would need some. He would need a lot of partners involved, and I'm sure though, like if the if, if the NHL. If they were really gonna entertain this, they would help find the backers for something like this. 
that would be also like really good for the league to get yes. an owner like that, right? Like he'd be able to push the league. He could bring it, you know, bring the love to like the Hollywood stage. And I just think it'd be really good for the league. It'll get a lot of publicity and considering that baseball or considering that hockey is like fourth on the totem pole and like the, the, the major four sports within North America, within America, the U S in particular, you know, he could maybe bring it more to the forefront, which could increase all that, you know, HRR, that revenue have uh, players make more money, have the caps go up and, and allow more flexibility. You can do a whole bunch of other things. So um, I, I'm into it. I'm intrigued. I don't know exactly like how it's going to work money wise, how much they're, they're going to sell for, but uh, I'm here for it. I'm here for Ryan Reynolds to be a owner in the NHL, even if it is for, you know, the, uh, the, the enemies in the Ottawa senators. I think that would be pretty cool for, uh, for one of Canada's best um, on the big stage and on the big screen to be a partial owner at the very least of, uh, of an NHL franchise. And the one that's nation's capital as well would be kind of cool. All right, Dave, why don't we leave it there? Um, tomorrow we will come back and there's no game on Thursday. So there's actually two off days again um, before they got the back-to-back against Boston and Carolina. So tomorrow we'll tee up those games over the weekend. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun because it's now that they're back on the winning ways. Hopefully they can continue it, right? Shift to shift momentum was building through the game. They carried it from period to period. Now I want to see him carry it from game to game. That's the next step for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Will they do it? We'll see. We'll chat about it tomorrow. Um, but that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Locked On These Podcasts on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. Go ahead, leave a like and a comment down below here on YouTube. Uh, let us know. Was this was this the staple game of John Tavares's career as a Toronto Maple Leaf? Do you truly believe that? Was this the game that will turn the season around? Do you believe that? Let us know in the comment section down below. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.